Welcome to the Minnesotan Pod, brought to you today by our favorite hometown team, the Minnesota Wild. On today's pod, we get to meet Zach Palmquist, the new head coach for South St. Paul High School. Zach's last name is synonymous with the Packer program. His dad is the girls' coach dating back 30 years. After his playing days at South St. Paul, Zach starred at Minnesota State, earning all WCHA honors twice and second-team All-American his senior year. While at Mankato, Zach's Mavericks went to the NCAA tournament three times. Zach played six years pro, four in the American Hockey League and two in Sweden. He currently lives in Egan with his wife, Vanessa, and his two kids, Asher and Evelina. Welcome to the show, Zach Palmquist. Love is a burning thing. And it makes a fiery ring Bound by wild desire I fell into a ring of fire How you doing today, Zach? Doing well, Tony. Thanks for having me on. Good. Uh, it's been fun to get to know you in so many different ways. Uh, normally, I'm meet hockey coach, have him come on. But our paths have crossed in numerable ways. Uh, number one, you were a, uh, a mentor to my son, Jake, in your former company. Uh, he started and he comes home and like week one, he goes, guess who my mentor is? <laughs> Zach Palmquist. And I wish I knew as much about you as I do today after doing research, but uh, it's been fun to get to know you now and and uh, through my son, Jake. No, likewise. It was uh fun getting to know your son and uh um i think mentor is is uh maybe the wrong word there but uh, <laughs> um, he sure I, liked I, you <laughs> no i i'll take it but uh yeah you you got a great son and um um it's been great getting to know you as well yeah all right so let's talk a little bit about uh just kind of the whole packer or i brought it up in the intro a little bit the, the packer or uh, south st paul uh you pretty much could walk into South St. Paul's arena, see the big Packer head, you see the banners, you see the retired jerseys. Uh, and if you go to a game there, uh, like I've been there, uh, and the band's playing, uh, you pretty much can't say no to the game of hockey. No, I think, uh, I think you're spot on. I think it's a, it's a great atmosphere for high school hockey. Um, um, it's a great barn, as, as they call it. So there's there's so much history, um, and and you can just feel it right when you walk in. You you see those banners. It just you see Doug Woog's name in there. You see Phil Housley, um, other players like Warren Miller. Yeah. Um, you know those those teams that you know we all look back on and see <laughs> see the talent and the banners up top of how many state tournaments they went to. I mean, it's incredible. So. Uh, the history is there, um, and it's it's fun to be a part of again. All right, let's go through that. Like you, you mentioned, just a couple names on there. I mean, two of the most obvious ones would be Doug Woog. Uh, Doug passed in the last five years. Uh, well documented. The Gophers had Wooger jerseys the year he passed away, which I think was awesome. Uh, how well did you know Doug? And I think there's a, a real connection between Doug Woog and Dave Palmquist because they have a lot of the same 
if you think if, if you if, if you broke open the the genotypes they have a lot of very similar types talk a little bit about that as a comparison to your dad yeah i think it it kind of dates back to probably early 2000 not early 2000s but mid 2000s of um you know my dad worked at Doug Woog's hockey camp that was up at breezy point for forever 15 yeah, years yeah maybe. yeah um i mean that was my real introduction to Doug Woog um was up at those camps. I mean, he was an on ice skating instructor for, for those camps for a number of years. Doug was always so good to me and my family. Um, I mean, he lived right down the road from us in South St. Paul as well. So, um, I'd see him go on, on walks when I was younger before really? you know, middle school, high school. Um, so yeah, he was always right there. Um, always so kind would come down and talk with the high school teams down there, you know? Um, even though he had all of his stuff going on with gopher hockey, all that sort of stuff, his, his camps in the summer. So, um, yeah, him and him and my dad were very close and then it, it was great to get to know him through, uh, through camps. You know, here's a, I don't know where, how I got to this, but this is be for people who didn't know Doug. And this is just from a, I didn't know him personally. I met him oddly enough. I met him once. It's a good story, but, um, for another day, but, he, uh, when you get, released as the coach because he wasn't necessarily you know he didn't necessarily resign as the coach per se uh and usually a program where he had so much pride in that program and you know playing being a former player but he went on to be this broadcaster who was almost as good a broadcaster as he was a coach he was super excited about it he was into it you could just see it was just oozing out of him how much he loved the program and for a guy that was resigned or you know fired he sure did it with a ton of class, you know, yeah, and that was yeah. like, I met him at a gopher. This is the story. I met him at a gopher event and he came up and shook my hand and talked to us, you know, did, did the spiel. He meets every group and all 18 groups or whatever in the, in the events or whatever. And he said to us, our foursome, he, we shook hands or whatever. And he was talking about players today. And that was back at, probably in the late nineties or whatever. He's like, yeah, a lot of these kids don't know how to shake hands. They don't know, you know, they didn't play other sports. They only know one thing. And he went in this whole thing. He goes, like you guys are doing right now. He goes, not a lot of these kids do that. Because we were young. I was, you know, I was pretty young at the time. And probably like your age. And he's like, yeah, this is the kind of guy. Guys like you are the guys I'm trying to raise as hockey players. And, and it's becoming more and more difficult. Yeah. I, I, yeah, it's it's crazy to think about. I mean, it it, it just kind of shows how good of a person Doug Wu was. Um, you know, being able to, to be fired, but then he was also jumping right back on and being I mean, incredible, incredible with the team and, and speaking highly of them, uh, on the other side of things, you yeah. know, and I think for a lot of people that would be really hard to do, it would, you know, be. it would be, uh, a lot of people would probably, probably get out of there as fast as he can. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, uh, yeah, he definitely saw, um, kids in a lot of different eras coaching too. So he had a lot of different opinions on, on things like that. So, um, he was just a good man. Is it strange? And this wasn't really part of the script, but is it strange for you to think that you are in the same shoes, although a very different style of shoes, you know, he had, uh, it was a pack in town when he was in, there were four or five, kids in each of those those little tiny houses in South St. Paul. It's a lot different today, but still, at the end of the day, you're still wearing the same shoe as head coach of South St. Paul. Does it seem a little weird that you have that same title as yeah. Doug Wood? 
Yeah, it's kind of, honestly, I never really thought about it too much before like that. But now that you say it, it is, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, there's, yeah, growing up in South St. Paul, now being the head coach, I don't, I, I don't really know what to say. It's pretty, uh, pretty amazing to, uh, um, follow in the footsteps of someone like that. And, uh, I just hope that I can, I can give back as much as he did. All right. So sticking with the South St. Paul and the legacy of the whole thing, um, you're obviously a former player, um, grew up there. I mean, like I said, but, uh, it's different. I mean, the car is a lot different today than it is then. Why? Here's, here's a question here. And I didn't prep you for this one. You were Pat Griswold's assistant the last two seasons, right? Was it two seasons? Two right? seasons, Two yep. seasons. That program is, you know, they're coming up, right? And Pat's starting to build something, a really nice program there. Um, and you could kind of see some of the fruits of that in the next few years. What was it that drew you to take this job? That And I would say this is a, I wouldn't say it's impossible, nothing's impossible, but it's a really tall, tall task. What drew you to this job and what made you decide to accept it or apply for it or ever, however it yeah, worked out? No, no, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, Pat's done such an amazing job at Holy Angels. He's um, he's such a good leader over there, and, and you can see all the respect from the kids, and they, they want to play and go and play for him. Um, and, and that was fun to be a, proud, or be a part of. Um, but you know, what ultimately drew me back was, you know, South St. Paul is my alma mater. Um, just the pride that I have, um, with being so well connected still to this day, um, in that city. Um, there's just a lot to go back there and just, and, and want to help and be part of that again. Um, you know, my dad's obviously got the girl side of things. Um, I'm taking over the boy side of things, which is pretty cool in itself. As how cool would that be? Yeah, the practices will likely. I'm guessing they butt back to back to one another. Yeah, I, you're gonna see them a lot, right? You yeah. would think. Well, we had to go down to the rink the, a couple of weeks ago to try to work out practice schedule. Times. Yeah, so it was okay. <laughs> girls coach, boys coach. You guys need to go talk talk to the ring coordinator. I'm guessing because you have a full time job, but you, yeah. you're you're gonna want the later time, and he's gonna yes. want the early, and he's gonna want the earlier time because he's a teacher. I said, Dad, you you get out at two fifty, you can take the three ten tea time. Right, tea time. <laughs> time yeah. yeah, I see it. It's still summer. Thinking about golf but um but yeah I mean it's it was just an opportunity that I felt like I couldn't pass up you know it was it was an opportunity my my both my parents still teach at the school my brother teaches at the school um and it's just a big part of my uh my upbringing so um I'm I'm ready for the challenge all right so speaking of uh your brother Josh right he's the oldest right Yep. He's the tallest, too, by a oh, mile, right? 6'4". I don't know where he gets that from. <laughs> Dave's only 5'9". So right. Sorry, Dave. Right. Um, so he's he's a teacher there? He is, yes. Right? And he's a coach with your dad. So that brings three palm, four palmquists in the building. Your sister Abby's also on your dad's staff as a JV coach? JV coach, correct. Um, and all palmquists played for... Uh, the for the Packers, um, including your brother Luke, right? Correct. Luke uh, was the goalie. 
He's going, oh my gosh, how many times do you guys, you and Josh, pepper him? Oh, poor kid. Well, I think he became a goalie because me because and Josh were you players. Needed, we, yeah. needed, we needed a goalie. You needed a goalie. Absolutely. I love yeah. that. That's oh, yeah. so spot yep. on. That is so spot on. Um, okay, so uh, how did you, did, was, was Josh the influence for you to play hockey or was Dave the influence for you to play hockey? I mean, or was it I, the neighbor, a neighbor yeah, kid? No, it's definitely not a neighbor kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, no, for sure. Um, I mean, I think it was a combination of both. I mean, obviously with my dad playing, playing hockey growing up, having the love for it, coaching, um, definitely got my brother into it. But I think once Josh took on the game, I mean, he was rollerblading around the house when I was still in diapers. Right. So seeing him do that, I think, made me want to pursue hockey and get on rollerblades as well, and then eventually the ice. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's why I, I think you needed, in South St. Paul, I think you needed to turn, or maybe this was in Minneapolis when, when we were was we're still there in the Minneapolis Youth Organization. I think you needed to turn four by a certain time to, to sign up for <laughs> hockey. And my mom said, well, he can skate. He turns four in December, and this was probably sometime in yeah. September. Yeah. Um, and they said, well, he can, he can try. And I, I ended up being on the team as almost – a four-year-old. So, um, yeah. I, I kind of, um, I guess I can, um, give props to my brother for helping me get on the rollerblades a little bit earlier. Small world. Uh, yeah. we lived in Bloomington and they, Bloomington wouldn't let him play until he was in kindergarten. Mm. So I wasn't going to have that. I was having nothing to do with that. So I had a buddy of mine who lived in Minneapolis and they said, yeah, if you just fake your address, you can play. So actually they let him play as a four-year-old in Minneapolis. So oh. we went down to parade every practice. There you go. Like two days a week and it worked out great. That's awesome. So, all right. Um, let's see here now. So you tell me a little bit about uh, growing up. Uh, who were your coaches growing up in, in the youth program? Did your dad coach you guys as youth or did you have – a non-parent a parent coach kind of someone who kind of drove the passion or helped lead you guys down the road gosh that's a great question tony um you know as far as my youth coaches I, my dad never coached me um he was always just too involved with the high school stuff right um so he uh, i'm pretty sure it was some parents yeah okay. um can't remember specific names but um where'd the passion come from where did you, where did you go? Like, man, I really loved the backyard rink, or I loved the tournaments. What was it about your youth career that was just like where I yeah, it propelled you? Because it, it it had to have started somewhere, right? Honestly, I think it was the success of my dad's teams growing really? up. Really, really. I mean, we were. I think that's really what made me fall in love with the game is. Watching, watching section finals, yeah. watching state tournaments, We're watching like, I the streak. They're watching the streak, yes. right? No, it's it was really cool to be a part of. I mean, I remember when I was eight, nine, ten years old of running on the rink uh, after the section finals when they knew they were going to the state tournament. You know, like right. you're running out oh, there, yeah. and it's the biggest thing in the world. You know, so um, I mean, I remember riding on the on the bus downtown to the XL with the girls, getting a police escort. You know, yeah, like oh in, yeah, South St. Paul yeah, for sure. That's right happening. down Concord Street there yeah, yeah. in St. Paul. So, um, I mean, those were those are big moments that I remember of being like, this is this is awesome. I mean, obviously a lot of great moments from from me playing as well, but I remember those more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so if Dad's coaching, Mom's trucking. Oh, right. She had four schedules. I, I don't know how she did it. And she's Thank a you, teacher Mom. too. Yeah. 
right? So she she's is. got, she's dealing with that. Well, dad's at the rink and doing all that stuff too. So tell us a little bit, mom. I mean, I know she was a teacher. Tell me a little bit about her too. Yeah. Yeah. My mom, uh, uh, she's the rock of our family, obviously. I mean, like I just mentioned for trying to juggle four four schedules in a, in a hockey season is a, is a tough, tough task. Um, she always liked when me and Josh made the same team. Um, right. I absolutely. Remember, I think my Are you guys first, two years apart? We're 15 months apart, so we're oh, only one, one, one grade apart. Okay, all right. Uh, so you played which, a lot together. Then. We played a lot together. So he was on that 08 team. He was. All right, was. great, okay. Um, but I remember my first year of squirts, I made the B team, and Josh was on the A team. And my mom, <laughs> I remember my mom going, are you sure he can't be on the A team? Maybe Josh goes on the B team. Just so right. We have one less schedule. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, so um, granted my other siblings were a little bit younger, but um, – yeah, eventually when we got older, it was it was it was a lot. She she uh, you know, my mom's the type of person if you're um, if you ask her to do something, she's gonna do it for you right away for her kids and um, can't thank her enough for for trucking us all along throughout the years. I believe it. Did yeah. you guys have a lot of uh, out of town tournaments? Because that was it's becoming huge now where the people leave. Did you guys go to many out of town tournaments, or from, it was just from, one a year? Uh, it was about one or two a year. Right. I mean, I, I that's hear what be it is. hard, though, if you have three kids, oh. to, you know what I mean? Like, they're not on the same team. I mean, and dad's got responsibilities at the rink pretty much all winter long as well. I'd say I'd say we went with uh, buddies on the team, parents a lot. Did you? Weekend. Like, my mom would pick and choose which tournament she was going to go to. Right. Me, Josh, or Luke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, there was some, that's, it was nice when me and Josh were both in the same team and, and had the same tournament, um, but usually we would probably ride up with some somebody's yeah somebody's got it dads. got it all right so moving on to high school uh you know you look at that 08 team that lost in the section final uh just the roster's pretty loaded i mean justin falk adam wilcox and you, you mentioned another kid who's the other kid who was austin a fresh, young austin was young a yeah yeah yeah. At UMD. yeah that's a pretty loaded team yeah i mean i look back on that and it was uh Gosh, that, that were you was, ranked like you must have been a top five team in the state? I think in Class A we were two or three. Yeah, and St. Thomas, Thomas was, was number one. I think all year. Probably the thing we did tie them during the regular season two to was two. Was it conference or was it? Um, yeah, that was a conference game. Just I think yep. it was at St. Thomas. Yeah. yeah. So we tied them two two. I think the other game we lost five nothing or six nothing during the regular season. Um, but then when it came to section time, we kind of just told ourselves like this is anybody's game. Yeah. Um. Yeah, me. I and mean, they had a really good yeah. goalie. You had Wilcox. Yeah, uh, we we did. Come on, we, I know. I know. He was one of the most uh, sought after goalies. Um, I think after that year, you know, yeah. after his freshman year, where where he was getting D one calls all over the place. Yeah. Um, from from what I remember, but yeah, I mean St. Thomas. I, I believe their goalie was Aaron Crandall. Yeah. He played at Duluth. Yeah. Um, so I mean they had a they had a nice roster as well. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, okay, um, let's talk a little bit about the the whole. We talk about the aura uh, of of your family um, and the impact that you guys have had on it. Is it a little weird sometimes? Like, is it is it like too crazy to feel how many people have their hands in South St. Paul hockey in your family like that? Um, I think it's super cool. Gosh, yeah, I think I think if anything, I just think it's it's cool. You know, I mean. Um, just feels like a it feels like a family business almost yeah you know i mean in a, yeah in, like in a, a pizza shop right yeah, like but it's that yeah. it's hockey yeah. exactly exactly um 
I guess I'll just be seeing my parents a lot more than I am right now. So, which isn't a bad thing, you know? Yeah, that's not, so, I never even thought of that. Yeah. So I, I live in Egan now. Yep. Um, which will be kind of nice every time. I mean, I got to go to South St. Paul for practice every day and drop the kids off while my, at grandma's house. And that's not bad. You know, if they want yeah, a little extra daycare, it's nice. That's not, I never thought of that. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a bonus. Yeah. That's a bonus. Well. Uh, okay. Um, a little, little personal question. Um, obviously, there's some coaching, teaching blood in you because your parents both are teachers and your dad's a coach. Um, I can imagine how much is in there. I mean, how badly did you want to coach? You know, it's funny you ask that because um, I actually didn't know if I wanted to coach when I when my hockey career ended. Um, yeah. I mean, you probably had hit a wall too with your career, like the game of hockey too, right? Yeah, I think, yeah, the, I mean. And everybody hits a wall at some point, I right? just hit a wall. You know, it was like we talked about earlier. It was it was two COVID years over in Sweden, which. Um, Brutal. It was, it was just one of those um, things where we didn't get fans over there. And my love for the game kind of just kept going down and down. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I remember Grizz asking me if I wanted a coach um, when I when I um, decided to hang him up, and um, I remember telling myself a few years because people are always like, "Oh, would you get into coaching after you're done playing?" And um, I, I really thought I want to get away from the rink for a while. I really want to get away from the rink. Um, you know, it's been part of my life since I was three years old. Um, but Grizz kept on asking me, and he didn't he didn't push. He just said, "Hey, would love to have you." And I said, "You know what? Um, let's give it a shot." Let's give it a shot. And I, I fell in love with it right away. Being around the kids, seeing how they responded to things, being on the other side of things, just being out there to push these kids, at, answer questions of some of the similar things that I've been through in high school, wanting to make it to the next level, um, can share with them. I mean, uh, I mean, honestly, I got to thank Grizz for, for really pushing me to do that. How do you and Grizz know each other? So my dad coached, um, after he was done at, uh, he graduated from Bethel University, got the head coaching position at Minnehaha Academy when he was like 23 or 24 yep. years old. So young coach. Coldest and, rink uh, in the world. Oh, Sorry. man. I know. I <laughs> Everyone goes, you. this rink's called. I'm like, you've never been to Minnehaha. Seriously. Yeah. Um, and, and he coached his first few years. He coached Grizz. On, uh, he played for oh. Minnehaha. So they were somewhat close in age, and they just stayed in touch throughout the years after that. Um, ah. And then Grizz was, I mean, he babysat me when I was in diapers. Yeah. So he's like an uncle to me. Got it. Yeah. And that's the Jay Doshin connection. That's the Jay Doshin connection. I, Correct. Got it. Got it. Now it's all yeah. coming together. I, I, I did that connection, but then I didn't realize how long that you had known Grizz. Yeah, it's and been a long time. this is Pat Griswold, head coach of Academy of Holy Angels. Great guy. All right. Uh, okay. Now that makes sense. Um, a lot of times coaching itself is, you know, it's the whole, uh, you know, Wayne Gretzky rule, right? Like just because you were great and I would consider you a great hockey player by estimations playing professionally, um, just cause you're great doesn't make you a great hockey coach. Are you, were you aware of that or did you wear like, I can't just walk out here cause I, cause I can probably do this, you know, Mohawk drill better than these guys. Doesn't make me a better teacher of the game or, you know, have an, you know, cause you have to have empathy. You have to have sympathy. You have to have, you know, discipline. There's a lot of different, you know, hats that you wear as a coach. When did that hit you? 
or has it hit you yet? No, 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 definitely, definitely has. Um, I mean, I just, I just feel like you, you can't go into, um, being in a position where I was at playing professionally of going into something like this with arrogance or, um, a Aurora of being better than anybody else. And I don't, I mean, I'm not, I, I you just, you just can't stepping into an environment to try to teach kids of what you've done by thinking that way. And right. so, I mean, I remember first getting on, like, I, I just, I just want to help these kids learn. And if I can give them something in a, um, sincere and positive way, um, I'll be able to help them with whatever they need. You know, like one of my first thing was like, guys, ask me questions. Cause it, I, I felt right away when I did step in with Holy Angels is like, some kids were a little timid to come up and ask questions, you know? Yeah. So I think just kind of opening that door and being welcoming, um, is, is the first start to doing that. And dudes don't ask questions. No, no, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta pull it out of them sometimes. Yeah. And that's, that's hard. But I think if you, um, like I just said, if you leave that door open and kind of have that inviting, um, feeling around you, It'll, it'll, it'll come back. definitely happen. Okay. All right. Uh, let's walk through, uh, the whole process of, of your career. When we, before we do that, I just got to take a small little break here. Hey, Minnesota Wild fans. We're less than a month away from the season opener with Florida. Maybe this is a year you get a season ticket package. This year, the Wild offers flex packs for 11 games only. You can get weekday or weekend games. If you're a snowbird, you can watch fall and spring hockey. But my favorite is the Eastern Conference only teams. You can see Boston, Philly, the Rangers, Penguins, Capitals, those types of teams only. I really love it. This year, you should heed the call and become a season ticket member today. All right, let's talk a little bit about your career here. Um, we talked a little earlier about your youth career. Um, when you had this, I want to talk a little bit about the South St. Paul 08 team. Walk through that, uh, the, the game when you play South St. Paul to go to state at some point in your brain. Cause I, 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 I went through this with myself and I went through it, uh, as, as a dad too. It's like you're going into a section final game. It's, it's different, right? Because now you're there, you're in section five, now you're one game away, and now you start thinking, for me it was the St. Paul Civic Center, right, or whatever or whatever that was. And then for my son, it was the XL Energy Center, and you're thinking, and he's Jefferson, so he's thinking, okay, if I win this game, I, I'm our mural, is, we're going to be on Bloomington Ice Garden forever. I mean, it's those types of things. And Jefferson's great, don't get me wrong, but South St. Paul, the, a banner up there with your team on it, that's – pretty special do those things start entering your 18 year old or you were junior that year 17 year old brain yeah i think uh, i think a little bit i, I remember watching al Stalock um go to state with that 04 team right and when i saw that banner go up i don't think there was a previous one since 94 correct um and, and i think that those thoughts of like okay i want to be the next one we want to put an 08 up there yeah. Um, watch Staylock do it. Watched all these guys do it. Um, it would be a pretty cool accomplishment. Um, so, yeah, I definitely think that that's um, something that's going through your head. Obviously, you know you're playing the number one team in state in St. Thomas, but you played them so competitively and you knew that this was your team to go to state with. Yeah. That you just, you just were like, let's just leave it all on the line tonight. 
Yeah, and you played it Aldrich. Walk through the de- do you have any details of the game, you remember? Gosh, I I do remember um little detail. I I just remember in the third period it was one nothing and I think Justin Falk had a penalty. We were on the penalty kill and I was out there on the PK and he was his penalty was coming down um or he was about to jump back out on the ice and somehow me and him both we had a two on one. It was me and Justin to tie the game. <laughs> and, I mean, Justin can shoot the puck harder than anyone that I know. Yeah. And he ripped a, I don't remember if it was glove hand or maybe low side, but I think it went post to post or post and out. Yeah. And we were so close with, there must have been 10 minutes left in the third. To, it was one to tie the game. Yeah. That would have tied the game and he hit the post. That's yeah. that's one thing that I remember, yeah. That clank you can probably still hear oh, in your sleep. Okay. Dreams, yeah. Well, I, sorry to bring up disappointment. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm just like I, I I see this in your records. And I'm like oh, that's pretty cool and a yeah. really good roster of that team. I'm just like I got to hear what that's like. Uh, it must have been a fun season though. It must have been a you know top five team in the state. A lot of wins. Uh, any great memories from from high school hockey that? You know, now that you'll have in your brain that you can kind of transfer to the next South St. Paul generation. I, I, I mean, honestly, I just look back on those. Te- I mean, I see a lot of my friends from those teams and just think about like um, how close we were, and like there weren't clicks in the locker room. Everyone hung out with each other on the weekends. Everyone did stuff with each other after practice. Um, honestly, I think that that's one thing that I took away from my high school career is, um, you know, there wasn't any. Um, nagging going on between guys in the locker room. We were like, we were honestly like a family, and that's what made it really fun. Especially the year that we went to sections, and and then my senior year lost to to Matamida in the semis. But um, I mean, that's that's what I'd want to bring back. Here's a question for you. This just popped up. You said we were there were no clicks and we were tight and all that stuff. Did did you try to maybe? And I don't, I'm not saying it was like this or not like this at Mankato, but did you kind of try to transfer a little bit of that mentality? When Did you bring a little bit of that mentality with you to Mankato? Yeah. I mean, I think. Maybe it was like yeah. that at Mankato. I'm guessing it was like that at Mankato, too. I feel like. I have like, a reason yeah. why, but I, I just. No, I think it's, it's. Uh, I mean, high school hockey, you're with each other for four years, most of your best friends, right? Right. And, and that kind of is the same way in college hockey, too. You know, you got your freshman group. You're with them for four years. That differs from pro hockey. Guys can be totally. You know, yeah. Um, so I think I think just that college high school. It's very similar. Four years. You want to build a program together. My theory is why you be so tight in college is all of you guys came in. I mean, maybe a little bit different with like the Gophers or UND or whatever. Like all you guys kind of came in at the same level, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like whatever, you know, like we brought in, you know, whatever it was, Logan Cooley. Like, yeah, yeah he's a third-round draft pick. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, not not you guys don't have drafted yeah. players, yeah. but like a third-round, third-overall pick is yeah. a, that's a unicorn. Even in college hockey, that's that's crazy, right? Yeah. So, but like in your guys' case, you're all pretty much the same type of player coming into the school, same goals of making pro hockey you know like there's a lot of same 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 so getting along is going to be 
pretty easy, I would guess. Yeah, we're all drinking age when we get there, so <laughs> you know that makes it. You easy. said it. Not I didn't me. know. I'm just. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, I mean, you're right. It's a couple guys are. I mean, I remember going into my freshman class thinking, um, you know, all these guys that play junior hockey, they're right around my same age. They've been kind of through the the thick and thing, uh, thick and thin of Say things. Say that five times. Jeez, yeah. no kidding. Um, so I mean, we all came through similar paths, and I think that just kind of makes you gel pretty well. I guess. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I just that just dawned on me right now yeah. why, why yeah. that might be successful. All right, uh, four years there, coaching change after your freshman year. We talked about this before the show. <laughs> How strange is it that Darren Blue and Todd Cannot were retained by Mike Hastings after Troy left the program? And you didn't really have a solid response, but it is a little bit odd these days that uh, a new coach comes in most programs and brings his own staff in. I think Hastings made a really good choice in, in keeping those two around. Uh, talk about those guys as assistant coaches for all four years and the impact they had on your skill development development as a player person and then maybe even lean on those guys about how you might coach a team yeah i think one of the first people to reach out to me when i accepted the south st paul job was darren blue you know and me and him were very close he was the defenseman coach while i was there the whole time and um you know and, and todd not was uh the forwards coach so didn't work with him as much one-on-one -on -one, but was still a big impact on you know, the type of person you got to be, um, how you should um, act away from the rink, just like those those things of being a pro. And, and both of them were very influential um, for me when I did eventually turn pro. Um, and, and you can see why, you know, Darren is now retired from from coaching, but you can see why Hastings still brought Todd Knott to Wisconsin with him. Though. Oh, yeah. You know, he's, uh, he's a top-notch coach. He's a, he's a good recruiter. Um, you can see why Mankato has had so much Todd success. loves recruiting. Oh, he loves it. He's loves one of the best. It. One of the best. Loves it. Um, I've never seen a coach more in a building than that guy. Like the Division One mm -hmm. coach. There's not. He has the most. Uh, when I'm in, I'm in a lot of buildings, and I I that's the one I saw the most. Yeah, I mean it. <laughs> He puts in the work to go find those players, and he might find that diamond in the rough because he is taking that time to see him that extra time. Mm. You know, the, the Cade, uh, he must have saw Cade Borchert play. Mm. It felt like he, he was illegally watching how many times he watched. <laughs> and I mean that sincerely. I mean, I'm joking, but, yeah. like, like, that's the type of work he puts in. Yeah, yeah. No, he was – I mean, I remember my time there. I mean, he was – There'd be some times where it was just Darren Blue and, and Mike Hastings on the bench because he's up in Canada going to watch kids. Well, think about you know their super successful teams a couple of years ago. Uh, all the foreign players they had. Yeah. So how yeah, much time yeah. is he spending there? Right. Right. Well, most uh, yeah yeah I mean most of those foreign players are playing over here in the states. Already, yeah. But, but yes, you're you're right. I mean. Um, does he go and make home visits over in Germany in the summer? I'm not no sure. No idea. <laughs> I had no idea. I know Michaelis was was here for a long time. He was. So yeah. I mean, just as as one example, but there was a lot more than Mark more. that were that were coming through that program. Um, okay, so Hasty. So what was what would you draw from him as a as a high school coach? Like what if I did one thing? What he's gonna do? What would you? How would you copy him? Yeah, I think. One thing that stuck with me is his uh, professionalism as far as 
you know, knowing when to to turn it off and knowing when he, like he got to know his players. Um, you know, he he knew what to do to get some guys going. He knew when to kind of back off a little bit. Right. You know, like he got to know us and I think that that was really cool. He kept us accountable. Um, you know, it was always please and thank yous. Um, and I'll, I'll just, yeah, I mean, it was. What do you mean by please and thank yous? I mean, I know what that means when I tell my kid to go to sleepover, but does that the same apply to a hockey team? Too? Yeah, no, it, I mean, he, when we went out to, to dinner as a team at restaurants, it's please and thank you to the really? restaurant owner and thanking them for our time. They, they hold the door open for us. We, you better be saying thank you or else you're going to hear it from Mike. No way. Yeah. And um, I can stop the pod right now. That's that's good stuff <laughs> no, right there. For sure. And and I think that You know what I mean by pleasing yeah. thanks. I'm sure your parents when you went to sleep were like, All right, when you go over there, yeah. Zach, make sure you say thanks to Mr. Johnson. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like the same thing. Basically the same principle, right? No, for sure. I mean it's like I, I tell my four year old son <laughs> after I hand him a couple um chicken nuggets or whatever he wants for a snack, I mean, what do you say? You know, and I think that that uh, um, especially for college kids who are coming into a D one program, thinking they're the they're the big stuff oh, around there. Oh yeah, you gotta you know, and especially I especially the only Division one, right? The women, right? Like exactly, it's huge. Yeah, it's shrink, huge. shrink your head. Funny you should say that. High school coach, my high school coach, uh, Jim Baxter, who coached and went to Minnehaha as well. By the way, just a little mm, tidbit there. Yep. Uh, Coach Jack Blatherwick, I'm sure you oh, know yeah. that, right? Like, like, so Jim Baxter's a legend, 600 wins. He would make us say thank you to the bus driver, mm-hmm. getting off the bus every time. And he would say, everybody, we know the rules, we get off the bus. And you knew, I mean, sophomore, junior, he said thank you. So much that was ingrained in me. I remember I was, like, taking my kids to Disney in 2007. I'm getting off one of those shuttle buses. I lean over to the lady and I say, thank you. And I get off the bus, get off. I'm like, why did I just thank the Disney bus driver? Mm-hmm. But Mr. Baxter had that thing so ingrained in our brains that it will never leave. I never get off a bus without saying thank you to the bus yeah. driver. No, it's good, though. It's, it it's, it's great. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's just those little things I feel like can go a long ways. It, huge. You know? Absolutely huge. So. Absolutely huge. All right. Uh, so uh, let's talk a little bit career at, at you guys had a wonderful run when you were there. Um, All-American, second-team All-American. Do you get, like, a mural? Do you get your face on a mural like Ugh. they do at Mariucci? You should have one. At, at I think there's a banner up. Should be a banner with your name on it? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, there, yeah. There, I like, think there is. Yeah. I, I was there last fall. I think I did see your name on a yeah, banner. That, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, two times WCHA first team. That's impressive. Um, when you look back at... You know Zach's career at Minnesota State. What's the one thing you know, man? I'll never forget this. You know, you, you, we talked earlier. You were basically number one in the country your entire senior year. What were what's that great memory for you? For you? Yeah, I, th- I mean, there's there's obviously a lot. Um, like you just mentioned, being the number one team um, in the country and kind of kind of putting Mankato on the map. I think time. that was people were like, "Who is this team?" You know, we were ten, twelve, eleven um, win team my freshman year, and then and to the fact that they turned it around so quickly was yeah. just such a unbelievable testament to the players in that room. Yeah, yeah. So I think you know, going back to my my junior year of being number 
I think we were number one in the country for a little bit. Um, but then senior year, we were number one for a while. Um, I don't know. It's just putting us on the map, kind of getting Mankato's name out there a little bit bigger on the bigger stage of things. Um, and then I think at the end of the day, I think just how many friends I've that, that came out of it as well. You know, that's, Perfect. I think, I think that's a pretty cliche thing to say, but no, that's I, actually, I've never know, heard that before. Okay. Okay. Um, I thought it was cool. We were talking before the show about that crazy, uh, no goal call in the, in the yeah. CCHA or WCHA playoffs and like how you and your buddies were texting about it. Oh yes, Cause you, yes. The thing about it is, you know, 13, 14, 15 was where the foundation was laid for that team to be where it was mm. and for them to be at the, at the frozen four in Boston. I mean, like that stuff's special. Yeah. It, it was pretty cool as an alum to see that. And um, I remember texting Hasty and, and Bluey right away and Nodder just saying, congrats, this is so cool. See you guys on ESPN. Yeah. Um, making it to the national championship game. I mean, Beating um, the Gophers, too, by the way. Beating the Gophers, yes. Handily. I, I loved it. I yeah. loved it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just seeing all the success, um, I mean, it doesn't get much better. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. Um, okay, so you turn pro. This is more of an education for the turning pro crowd out there. Uh, you turn pro, you get signed. Now, you played for the Iowa Wild. Were you under contract with the Minnesota Wild? How does that work? Yeah, good question. I, so right when I... I honestly don't yeah, know the answer to this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try to give you the short answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, so a, a couple days later after um, my season ended at Mankato... And you knew, were you being courted prior to this? Or did you have any idea? No, I had no, no idea. No idea. No idea. And you knew it was in the cards. Obviously, if you're a second-team All-American, they're... You're not going oh, I didn't to the coast. Find that out You're not going later. to the coast. Okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I was just ho- I was hoping that something would come along. But, and but your agent at this time is not going. Yeah, I've heard from the Rangers. Or I heard from the, they, or maybe they can't hear from them. Or I mean, I, I think honestly, I, I'm just no, curious. No, no, no that's a, I think. I mean, this wasn't like you had a cup of coffee in the AHL. Like you were a legit night yeah. in, night out player for four years. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think my agent said something to me. I want to say around Christmas time. And then I remember okay. talking to All him right. like, "Hey, and that was so, it, you know." And that was it. And I said, "Okay, we're, let's just we'll talk about this at the end of the year. You just go concentrate. We're number one in the country. We're number one. <laughs> just leave me alone, right?" Um, and it was kind of a lot, bunch of laughs too. My last yeah. home series, my last this, you know, whatever. There's a lot for of sure. laughs too, right? For sure. So like, I, I, you want to enjoy that moment, not worry about the future. And you knew pro hockey was pretty good chance. Yeah, I mean, obviously that was the goal. I felt like I I put myself in a position to get a look at the end of the season. Yeah. Um, And then when I got the call from my agent, probably two or three days after our season ended and said, do you want to sign with the Minnesota wild? And I, I just remember (laughs) laughed. Yeah. I was like, are you serious? And he goes, yeah, I'll send over the papers if you want to sign. So um, it was a no brainer. Um, And so, yes, to answer your question, I signed a contract with the Minnesota wild. Um, the contract that I signed, it was a, I think it was a player tryout just for the end of the season for right. Iowa. Right, you played like a handful like of games. Eight games, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the actual contract was for the next season coming up. That would have been with the Minnesota Wild. So I think Minnesota can have some, some 53 NHL um, yeah. contracts under them. Um, and you were one of those 53. I was one of those 53. Um, but, I mean, those can range from a one-way to a two-way contract. <laughs> can you explain what that means? 
Um, Sorry. I mean, no, you obviously no. know what it means. Um, I hear that all the time, and I kind of probably could do the math on what it is, but well, quickly. Essentially, a one-way contract is a um, you're guaranteed NHL money. money. No even matter if you're what, in even the if AHL. It, even if you're in the AHL. Yep. Uh, two-way is there's two you, contracts there's right two contracts one for when the you're AHL. with us you're getting paid correct x when you're with them you're with you're getting paid y correct i Got mean it. essentially you, you want to try to get the one way right yeah 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 yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. probably only reserved for like the first round draft pick yeah types, those right? are for the guy i mean for the most part those are the guys if they're if they're called up and down from the ahl to the nhl a lot um or can and hopefully be a mainstay with the nhl team yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured that. Uh, okay, so you, you signed the contract. You and actually, one of the did you have options? Um, I think there were a couple other teams in the mix. Um, I don't remember who, but I think there was two others. But it was the most interest from Minnesota, so it was just a no brainer. Most interest, and you're only playing three hours. There's no other minor league team. <laughs> going to be remotely close to three hours from home and you self-admittedly before the show said you're a homebody you love your (laughs) family love being close to home family right yeah Yeah. i love it seriously i love it i got very lucky okay so you signed the contract uh who were your coaches when you were when you were down there um my first year was um torchetti david Torchetti? Yeah. 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 Torch. Coaching the team like interim basis, right? Yes. Yes. So I think it was my first year he got, I guess you could say, called up as a coach. For sure Um, he was. That's kind of cool. Which was really cool. Uh, Torch was great. He's got, he's high intensity guy. High intensity. Yeah. Um, Intensity. Would you think of yourself as that as a coach? Um, I'd say I'm a little bit different than Torchetti. Okay. All right. Um, But uh, who's who's more intense, uh, Pat Griswold or Torchetti? Oh, Torchetti! Really? Grizz is can he can get there, but Torchetti <laughs> is he's on a whole nother level. Yeah. All right. You've never sat by Pat at a Gopher football game. I, apparently. I need to join him. I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pat, if you see this, invite me. Thanks. All right. Yeah, it'd be nice to get an invite, right? Yeah. Seriously. Come All on. right. Uh, okay. So Torch was one coach. Who was the next one? Gosh. Um, oh, Derek Lalonde was my coach for two years. That's right. Derek Lalonde. Yeah. He's the head coach of the Red Wings now. Yep. Um, great, great guy. He's, uh, I'd say, polar opposite from Torchetti as well. Really? He, he So he, mellow. He, mellow, but he can have his moments for sure. Um, but he's just a lot more, um, hey, let's, let's go talk on this one-on-one. You know, yeah, where, I'm not going to embarrass you in front of everybody. Right. You know, the old uh, that's a that's a great leadership concept. Yeah. yeah. Right? He, he was the guy that praise would, in public, yeah. criticize in private. Right. Or whatever. Call anybody out during video. He wouldn't say the name of you just say, hey, this guy here, or this guy here. He needs to go here. <laughs> or Torchetti. He wasn't afraid to palm quest. You, you got to move that puck quicker. You got to get that out. Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I could, I could definitely see how he would get pretty intense. Um, and those coaches have—I wonder if he was like that with, with the big club. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I, like, I, they're I not going to take that, right? I, I've never been in an NHL regular season locker room, but I wish I could. Um, I always try to ask somebody's that that uh, play like, how do the head coaches deal with some of these star players? Or, right. Yeah. Do they do they call guys out? I don't I don't know. I don't either. Good question. You're gonna have to get a NHL so player in here. Did you uh have any minor league games with the Wild? 
I I I played. Um, you put the real sweater on for lack of a better I, term. I did uh, two preseason games. Yeah, that's what I mean. Oh yes, that's what um, I meant. Did I say minor league? I, I meant I meant preseason. Preseason. That's, that's, wish I could edit that part. <laughs> Idiot. Yes, I I played uh, I played one game in Columbus against the Blue Jackets. Okay. And then, uh, really? So it's in their barn. It was in their barn. Yeah. It wasn't like some offshoot. No. Indianapolis game or something. No, it was pretty cool. I remember being so nervous when we touched really? down there. Oh, I don't know. It was just some, something about being in the NHL rink, you know, putting on the real sweater. Yeah. Um, what number do you remember where you were? My first year, I think it was 50. It's just some 58. lame number. Lame. I think. Yeah. yeah, lame. And then I was 52 when I played in Winnipeg one year. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Ugh. Okay. So you did three years there, and then you went to, was it Allentown? Allentown, yeah. Okay, and what flyers. what flyers? Okay, yeah. And who is the coach there? Do you remember that? That was, um, gosh, I'm just blanking right now. <laughs> sh- you should have had me research these before. I know, I know. Um, I, I got the teams. I yeah, don't have the coaches. Yeah. Um, gosh, I they nothing's coming to my head right now. All right, no, I'm sorry to put you on the spot. Yeah. All right, so any any takeaways of playing for a different organization? Was were there a difference between a Flyers organization and the Wild, or were they? Pretty much the same. I mean, you could pretty much the same. I'm glad I, I, um, because I had an opportunity to come back with the Iowa Wild early on that summer. Um, After Allentown? No, no, no. Before Allentown. Okay, got so it. So I decided that I wanted to try something different. You know, being with Iowa Wild for three years, I was like, hey, let's go try something different. Um, and I got that opportunity with them. And, um, I'm glad that I did it. Got me away. Um, from home a little bit, got to go experience the East Coast a little bit. Um, but as far as the hockey goes and the, the I mean, it's it's How you're treated. The same. Yeah, fans, yeah. same amount of fans. You know, Des Moines is tough just because they have a great fan base, but their rink is so big, sometimes it can feel a little bit small. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it holds like 15. They get like six or seven. Which is good. Which is great. Yeah. They just took off. The, the, the top bowl, it would be an electric. Yes. So yes. How about Allentown? Um, that's that's where it kind of differs. Allentown got great crowds every night, um, but their but their rank their rank actually holds some of the regionals for yes. Oh, I've seen that. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I think the rank holds like fifty five hundred. So it's perfect. It's, it's it's a great AHL rank, um, and it's a great. Did you ever regional. play Hershey? I'm sure you oh, did. Yeah. yeah that yeah. barn must sounds just awesome. Oh, Hershey was a. I mean, I didn't realize their the rivalry. I mean, I don't know much about the East Coast before right. I go there. I've yeah, never yeah, been yeah. out there playing yeah, hockey, yeah. but you, you learn about these rivalries pretty quickly. Um, I mean, the Hershey Bears, you know, I mean, it was it was packed. I remember <laughs> the first time I played yeah. there, like people are yelling, screaming at you, coming onto the ice. I mean, it was. I mean, you're only forty minutes. And you must away. have played there a handful of times, probably probably. Four, four times, six something. Is it true that when you get off the bus or you're in Hershey, Pennsylvania, you can smell the chocolate? <laughs> Is that true or false? Gosh, I wish I could go back and, <laughs> and tell you in real time. I had um, heard that. I'm like, you know, sometimes like you know, there's a candle guy makes candles. This manufactured by our house, and I sometimes can smell it. I'm like, now this is what it's like to be in Hershey, but they get chocolate, they get and I chocolate, get candles. Yeah. yeah, I can't recall, but I, I'm sure if I went there again, I, I'm. Wouldn't doubt that there's probably some something out there. All right, let's go over the last leg of your career. I, I wish we could talk about like traveling the, you know, being across the pond, but it really wasn't. I mean, I'm, I'm sure the hockey was fantastic, but being in Sweden, 
1920, which led into right in, into the end of your season. I'm sure you didn't finish playoffs because it was March, correct? It was right at the beginning of March. Um, I remember stepping out. We played one game. Uh, we were the number one seed. Um, what was the name of the team? Bjork Loven. Bjork Loven, Birch Leaves. And where is that in regards to Stockholm? Um, it's six hours straight north. Oh, no way. We were up there. Yeah, so like so Warroad, basically. Basically, yes. <laughs> I mean, they, how big was the town? Uh, I mean, it was 50,000. 50, it was one of the oh. bigger towns up there. Oh, okay. It was definitely one of the bigger. So it was towns. a big town. All right, it was a great town. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, our rank held fifty five hundred fans, and it was packed out every single day. Really, and especially the first year I was there, we were the number one team in the league. Um, we got the number one seed. Um, so. I played in the second league over there, the Elsvenskan. And so if we would have won that league that first year, you we would have jumped up to the SHL. Yeah. Which would have been, obviously, I don't think Bjork Loven has done that since the early 90s or something. I remember our coach saying, boys, if we win this, you're not going to have to ever buy a drink in this town ever again. You know, like, really? it's huge. Um, it was really, really fun. And then I remember I was getting ready on the bench for game two. Um uh, our coach happened to be on the bench, and he goes, I think this will be our last one. Sounds like they're shutting everything down. No. And right after that game, sure enough, the first game we had a sold-out rink at our place, and I think we went to Moto Hockey right down about 45 minutes south, and that's they didn't have any fans that game, and then boom. So where are you in the year to uh, marry? No, one kid? No kids? We had one kid that first year, yeah. So, so he was – was he born, Asher born in he was, Sweden? He was born two months before I left over there. Okay, so he was born in the States. He was born in the States. All right, so but he's with you guys. You get this little baby with you Yeah. when you're in Sweden. Okay, all right, uh, which isn't that hard, as you know now, with two kids. One little one isn't. It's, 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 it's overwhelming, but it's not as hard as two or three. Uh, would be well. Right? It's, yeah, it's nice, especially since mom. I mean, that was her sole focus too. Yeah, you know? like I could, you know, go do my thing at the rink, right. concentrate on that, um, and to know that he was being taken care of from from my wife is obviously nice. That's super cool. All right, so how do you get? I'm guessing you had an apartment there. You know, you were on a temporary one year type of lease or whatever that, or nine month lease, or whatever. How do you get home? You're like in a foreign country and. Everything is shutting down. Planes are shutting down. Every, did, did, was that a was that a crazy tale, or did you just hop on a plane and come home, pack yeah, your stuff, and go was, home? That was we we literally because you kind of, was there. Yeah. Okay. Here's a question. Yeah. When you're in Sweden, did you get the in two weeks everything's going to be fine, or was it like we're shutting down? Pack your stuff, Zach, and get out of here. No, that was. I honestly thought I was going to come home for two weeks because I mean, you, I, I still watched American news over there. Yeah. Too. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was like, okay, two weeks, slow the spread. We're going to maybe, we're going to get back to, to right. normal here. And that's what we kind of all thought. I said, if I go all the way back home to Minnesota and, come and they have back. to call me back to go finish, I'm going to be kind of, I mean, yes, I want to win the, yeah. win the, and go up. But at the same time, it's, that seems like a lot. If I'm home, I'm home. <laughs> Correct. You know? So what did, uh, what happened? So, I mean, at Right after that game, they they basically said, "Hey, pack up your stuff. We need to get you out of here in the next two three days." So like I mean, out of here, out of here, out of out of the country. So you knew two weeks was not the two weeks you were hoping for. No, no. And um, 
we literally had, I think we brought like eight suitcases over there, nine with my hockey bag. I right. Mean, they brought a, I mean, luckily we had some other uh, Minnesota guys on the team. Tyler Vessel was on the team yep. with me, Justin Crandall. Um, so we all got on the same flight back over, but it's funny being on a big plane. I mean, we had the, I think there was maybe 25 people on our plane of a really? 250 passenger plane. Well, that's um, good for your luggage. Oh, it, it was awesome. It was awesome for us. I remember laying down in the middle, falling yeah, yeah, asleep yeah. with my son. Yeah. I mean, we loved it. I said, this is the way I want to fly the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For um, sure. So, yeah, it was it was bizarre because people, I mean, you recall, nobody knew really what was going on. Is Right. You know, what's what's happening? What do you mean there's a pandemic now you know so yeah we didn't know what that word meant yeah we Everyone knew no what the word epidemic meant but they didn't know what a pandemic, pandemic meant. Like, well, that's yeah. worse than an epidemic i'm like right that's awful so so then you you move home um did you guys have plans what were your what were your plans uh in was that was year one that was oh, year so one. you went back for year two correct and then yes. you had a bunch of probably a, a bunch of protocols and all the stuff that everyone else went through in 2021 right it yeah. was really crazy did you guys play a full season we did play a full season that next one made playoffs we made the playoffs we were the number one seed again and got second oh really so we so played the finals up? we didn't move up so oh we were, wow we got second we lost in the finals did you yeah. know at that time where where in your brain at that time do you go hey this might be it i i might be done i want to move on i want to get a job working for jay Ocean. that's <laughs> really what i want um you know what i think it was probably midway through that that last year okay um just just start like it, i i think not having fans um really did it i mean showing yeah. showing up to a big game regular season or playoffs you sh you got to be pumped up you should have the blood flowing you should be ready to go and when i stepped on that ice it didn't it didn't feel the same and that should it should feel that way with fans or out without fans, in my opinion. That's a you know really good point. So when I started to feel that, um, it just it was like is maybe maybe this is maybe this is the time. My son's six months old now, five yeah. months old. We want to have pretty kids back to back, you know. Here, yeah. We just bought a house the summer before. Like, is it time to move move back and just kind of get life going? I'm gonna eventually have to get a job, anyways. Do we just start it maybe three, four years earlier than I probably initially? It's thought? interesting you talk about that because when you said, you know, like, like word association, when you said, yeah, step on the ice for a big game, I watched the 21 state tournament at the XL Energy Center with nobody in the building, mm. and I just kept saying to everybody, and I, I hate to sound like too sappy, but I kept saying. There was a semifinal between Eden Prairie and Maple Grove that was epic, and then there was a championship between Lakeville South and Eden Prairie that was epic. These two games were just so good. And I kept thinking to myself, if that barn was packed, these poor kids were just robbed of two of the greatest hockey games I've watched in the state tournament in a long, long time. Um and they were excited when they won, but I think they basically got kicked out of the building after they won. And so it was like some really gory details. I don't want to get into that, but like, go to that, go back to that. Like it was the same kind of thing where it was playoffs and you're, you're playing to get out of rele you know, relegation or whatever that yeah. term is. You want to get up and there's a lot on the line here. 
should have been 5,500 people. And you'd seen what 5,500 people looks like. Oh, yeah. I mean, the year, just the year before, we saw 5,500 home fans. I mean, I remember just being so jacked up and pumped to play in that game. And just a year later, you're just like, it's hard. It's, it's hard. It's really hard. It's really hard. Because that is, I mean, I, I'm making going to golf now, but I remember Rory when they went have fans on the, he goes, I just don't feel the same energy out here. No. You know, and he, I mean, there's a big time professional athlete, one of the top golfers in the world saying that. Um, so, I mean, hearing him say that, I guess, makes me feel a little bit better. But yeah, that's a big part of the game. Here's a oddball story kind of related to that. I have a friend of mine from high school, she married a professional baseball player. Mm. And I think he did quite well, played in some World Series, just a, your typical 10-year career in Major League Baseball. And I remember meeting him at some outing or event, and I asked him about fans or playing for different jerseys. He finished in Detroit kind of thing. And, you know, did you feel like he was – he said something to me that I'll never forget. He says, the reason we play is because of the fans. We obviously all love baseball. Tony, he goes, you love baseball too. I'm like, yeah, we all love baseball, but – the reason we keep doing this is these full buildings. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like for sure. Which kind of goes to what you were saying. Like, and I, I remember thinking, like, that is bull. You know, you played for the money. That's what I was probably thinking at the time. But I mean, like, we're all gonna make a certain amount of money no matter what. But the, the, the fans is what makes is the real pay. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you know what I mean? I, <laughs> Forty-seven thousand fans at Yankee Stadium is the real. That's the payment, yeah. the cash. I mean, we're all going to have certain levels, but the 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 payment is forty seven thousand fans or fifty five hundred fans or these these kids. I'm talking high school, nineteen thousand fans at the X. That's the pay. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you're spot on. It's it's. I mean, I remember coming out winning our first game that first season. I was over in Sweden. I mean, fans. It's like a. It's like European soccer over there. Yeah. There's there's. there's uh, Flags waving in the crowd the whole time. Scarves, Afterward, the whole deal, I mean, right? All the whole deal. Um, I mean, that's what makes you want to come to the rink right there. Honestly. Right. I mean, yes, I've been playing hockey since I was little. And, and you played against sport with but... 34 parents in the stands, yeah, and that was I awesome, know, too. That was awesome, but. But 5,500 uh, is pretty sweet. Pretty or cool. your building down at Mankato, it yeah. gets rocking. It's I mean, rocking. that's a great atmosphere in that building. It's a great atmosphere. Absolutely great, man. Okay, all right, so we're going to wrap up your career. We're going to talk a little bit about your coaching in a second. Hey, Wild fans, here's a great idea for your next team outing. Get eight or more of your teammates and go see the best players in the world. Group ticket sales opportunities include intermission skates, blue line buddies, playing games at the X, and getting your team's name on the scoreboard. For more information, contact group sales at the Wild. All right, we talked a little bit earlier in the show about coaching. Um... I loved what you had to say about, you know, your, your past coaches. Super cool to hear about those guys. Todd, you you pronounce it Cannot. Not, I call him Cannot. I mean, everyone in Red Lake Falls calls it Cannot. I think I called him Cannot the first time I met him, Mr. Cannot, but it's it's definitely Todd Not. Not? Not. Weird. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to get killed yeah. for that because yeah. I've, I've met Cannots. I've met his cousins, oh, sure. Sure. and they say Cannot. Everyone... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, maybe I'm just an idiot. Maybe I'm wrong. I no, <laughs> I don't think so. I, I don't think so. Uh, no big deal. I, I think it's probably one of those tomato, tomato, either way yeah. you get it right kind of last sure. names, you know. So, um, 
I loved hearing about those influences, though. Uh, it, it's fun to hear, you know, what you know where your basis is, but it, you really can't leave out your dad. I haven't really talked much about him um, and watching. You know, we talked about Wooger. We've talked about a lot of people. We, let's talk a little bit about your dad and having him in the building. I know. I'm, I know it's not going to be easy. Uh, your first couple of years is not going to be easy. Uh, how do you? What, how do you look at him? How will you look to him as a as an influence? Uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, my dad's having an influence on me my entire life throughout my career. You know, supporting me wherever I've been, which has been awesome. Um, and I feel like it's just kind of the same thing. Um, looking to him now for coaching, he's been doing it for a long time. He knows the ins and outs. He um, has helped a lot of good players get to where they eventually want to be, and that's pretty cool. Um, so honestly, I just feel like I just have to lean. I mean, I remember even in my playing career, um, I mean, I called my dad after every single game, every single game no I way. called him and we talked about the game. Um, and it, we didn't really get into deep, like just, Hey, how do you think it went tonight? Yeah. I thought you looked really good. You know, stuff like that. Hey, I think you could have done this a little bit better, but every single game I called my dad. Um, and I, I feel like it's going to be very similar now going, getting into coaching. Granted, he's probably going to be a lot at a lot more games than than my playing career since he's right there in South right. St. Paul. But, um, you know, I think it's just going to him to ask for advice on little things. You know, um, yes, the coaching side it's a lot different. Being an assistant coach last year, it's a lot different than being on the ice. Um, got a lot more things to worry about, and especially as a head coach, um, there's going to be things out of your control. There's going to be things that come up. There's going to be maybe some. Um, you know, system stuff you want to ask on, you know, Hey, this isn't working. What do you think? You know, yes, I played at a high level, but maybe he's, he's probably looked at a lot more systems than I have. I didn't yeah. really have to think about that as a player. I was just told what to do, you Correct. know? So, um, I think all those things are going to combine to having him help me in a lot of different ways. I, this just dawned on me that I know this guy, he was a like all-star we'll call him Bantam double a coach one state a few times and, uh, great hockey coach, great hockey mind, could break down power plays, X's and O's, the whole deal. Uh, and then he got a high school job. Mm. And he's done quite well, but not one state yet, but he's done quite well. And he says to me one day, he goes, I had no idea how much administrative stuff goes into being the high school coach mm -hmm. at this level. I'm like, well, what do you mean? He goes, you know, at Bantams, there's a team manager who does basically everything. They set the schedule. I might tell him what tournament to play in or, you know, we might have a scrimmage this team or that team. But for the most part, I just showed up and coached. And now there's, you know, all the, the meetings and all of the, the scheduling is on my plate. Everything is on my plate as the coach. And you as an assistant, probably don't see any of those and now it's like oh yeah here's this basically it's a a, a dish uh, a sink full of dishes that you got to clean and no one else is going to clean it for you yeah no i <laughs> i hear people all the time say assistant coaches is the big is the best gig in the world absolutely show up, practice show up slapping backs yeah. good cop yeah. don't deal with any of the parents, any of the letters, any of the stuff. No, definitely. And I remember Grizz saying that to me too um, um, earlier this summer, you know. Um, but he just said it, it. I mean, he was very happy for me when I did take this 
this position, but oh, I bet he, he was, was ecstatic. Oh, he was he was more yeah he was more than happy um, for me. But I mean, he's hey, you're gonna be a lot more busy, just so you know that you know. You um, sounded just like him there, by the did way. I? That was perfect. <laughs> oh, I'll have to listen to that one back. Um, but yeah, I mean, I kind of had a heads up of of what it's gonna look like, but I mean, it's just part of it, and I'm excited for it. Uh, walk through the building because, like, I'm not saying it, it's a there's that's not a lot of kids playing. I know this from on my youth hockey side of it. We don't see a lot of South St. Paul teams in our tournaments. We don't see them in in the top ten in rankings. We're not seeing it's it's not it's not what it used to be. Even when I started here, I mean, there were some good South St. Paul Bantam A teams back in the day. Um, Tell me what it's going to take. Uh, what and what do you? What are your plans as a as a coach and as as a community to kind of help start the building blocks and and get it back to to, to respectability? Yeah, I mean that's obviously been on my mind uh, ever since I took this position. And um, you know, talking with the homegrown South Saint Paulers that have been here since they were kids. Um, I mean, it's going to take a community. Um, you know, and I and I said that in my in the interview process as well you know it's going to take a community i can't do it by myself and i'm gonna have to use my resources use people that are um around the community that have been around these kids to um you know grow the numbers grow the love in the sport grow the passion to play for your hometown team when you get to that point of where do i go to high school for hockey um and you know i think that starts with outreach to um you know, just try to get ingrained with the youth as much right. as you can. What that looks like is still a building block for me of what that's specifically going to yeah. look like. I um, always say it's the uh, it's the kindergarten back to school. That's mm. that's where you start. Yeah, you know, that's where you find kids that don't know, you know, what sport that they want to play because they're only five years old. But right. like, as you know, I mean, you got to be five, six, seven years old in order to really excel at this sport because you know darn well there's kids at other in Matamidi, for example they're playing they got they got a 60 kids 60 right. mites in in for i'm just using it as yeah. an example yeah. like well how are we going to beat these guys if we don't have 60 mites or 30 mites or 30 kids just need 30 kids right you know per grade and pretty soon you can build a heck of a program but like i said how do you you, you get you know it's easier said than done but i think once they step in the door and they can get past the first three or four falls on the ice because everybody falls their first time, uh, then it's easy. Yeah, no, I, I think you're spot on. I think, I mean, I can't, like I said, it's not a one-person job. I'm going to have to tap into resources around the community to to uh, to get those numbers up, to have kids fall in love with the game, and uh, going to have to continue to do that. I can't be everywhere at once, unfortunately. No. You know? Um, but just to get my face in the community and try to be there for the youth and try to be there for the middle-aged kids. Um, yeah, it's going to be, I think it's going to be really, um, a good challenge, um, for me and my coaching staff this year. So you talked about coach Schultz, what an impact he had. Mm -hmm. He was a coach, assistant coach when you were playing, correct? correct. Yep. And now he's stepped away and well, tell me some of the things he said about, you know, being, remaining involved as a Packer. Yeah, I mean, uh, Schultz, he, he, he leads the, the maroon and gold. It's Peter Schultz, Peter right? Schultz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Schultz. Um, yeah, he's, he's been a great friend of mine since I was uh, 
you know, in ninth grade, he was uh, my football coach for a little bit. I was a quarterback in ninth grade, and he was my quarterback's coach. That's really? where it kind of started Yeah, uh, before the hockey season started that year. But, yeah, he was my assistant coach all four years in high school. And, um, I mean, he just loves South St. Paul hockey. He's got a kid that's going to be a, a sophomore this year. Oh, wow. Um, that's probably yeah. a reason he stepped aside. Yeah, yeah. Like, no more no, dad think, ball, right? I think it's good for him. He's going to, yeah. you know watch from a distance and yeah and maybe absolutely it, maybe i'm sure his son uh <laughs> he, he might be i know i would be happy if yeah you know, absolutely. my dad's stepping aside dad can you let you know let me do this but um uh but yeah i mean a, a guy like that who's been around the program for so long you know uh, having conversations with him you know wanting to give back to the community even more than he already has of correct Zach, let's let's build the youth numbers together you know yeah, stuff like cool that, is that is really awesome so Hearing things like that even before I took the position is really a motivating factor for me too. So, and I know that he's got a network of other people that are that feel the exact same way. It's not impossible. See, here's why I say it's not impossible. Uh, you can look around. There's other communities that are building hockey programs all over the state, and I th- here's why. I'm not, this is not my this is my weekly or daily pump up how great Minnesota is. But you have the Minnesota Wild. You have a pro team. That people are familiar with, right? You have lot, you know, six Division One teams, or yeah, six Division One teams mm-hmm. uh, in the state of Minnesota. It's it's a it's a great community, and I think once people see how welcoming uh, our community can be to people, even like you think, for how many people that play, you think that hockey would be more snobby. Mm. They're the farthest thing. Like they want everyone to experience yes. how great it is to play the game. So I think once you get them. So that building, I think the rest the rest is easy for sure. No, you I know think that's I the think hard part is just getting them there. You right. know, getting them there and and realizing that it doesn't cost more money than basketball or whatever winter sport because they're all these days all youth sports are going to be expensive. Well, with hockey these days, it's nice that they have these uh, these these programs for younger kids to get equipment for free. Yeah, um, and I mean that's what you need. Yeah, just get get it yeah. free once they get. Th- I, I always we talk about falling. Once you, I did this with my son and my daughters, like just put breezers on because mm. once they fall on their butt and it doesn't hurt that bad, they're going to try harder. They're, you know, that's the key is like, get them and get them some breezers, get yeah. them some gloves, get them a helmet and they'll get out there and skate. And you know, the rest is, you know, history, I think. Spot on. So spot on. Well, I'm excited for your career as a coach and to get to know you and come out and watch you guys play and hey even if we're we're lucky we might even get a jersey in in here <laughs> what are the odds of that you know now i feel like danny ryan you know yeah. soliciting jerseys during a podcast yeah, but it won't well. be that won't be the last time won't, yeah. it's not the definitely not the first so you guys will have to make it out to a game for sure we definitely will uh anything else you want to share about your program your vision no i i, I mean last thing i'll say i think uh thanks for having me on but i mean i'm just excited to uh um, get things going. I, I mean, I want I want tryouts here as quickly as possible. Honestly, <laughs> I November. It. I mean, it's it's uh, it's close, but it still feels far away. I believe. Um, it. So I'm very excited. I'm very excited to start um, just getting the, getting getting it going. Getting it going. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, appreciate Zach it. Zach Palmquist, South Saint Paul High School. is a burning thing